You're listening to the Transcend Podcast. I'm your host, Asha Wilkerson, an attorney by training and an educator at heart. This podcast is all about empowering you to build a business and leave a legacy. Here's the thing. The wealth gap in America is consistently increasing. And while full-time entrepreneurship is not for everyone, even a side hustle can change your financial landscape if you're intentional about using your business to build wealth. I've run my own law firm for over 10 years, and in that time, I've helped countless California businesses go from idea to six figures. On this podcast, we talk about what it truly takes to build a sustainable business and find financial freedom. Let's dive in. Hey there, welcome back to another episode of Transcend the Podcast. I am so, so, so excited that you are here listening and growing your business and um, hopefully feeling really empowered and like you can do it. And also more than that, like you actually deserve to be and are necessary in this space because you are, in my opinion, and my opinion counts, <laughs> you are absolutely necessary and supposed to be in this space to build your business and leave a legacy. So what I'm going to talk to you about today is simplifying your systems to grow your business. Now, contrary to what it may feel like on social media, or when you look at these big companies, it may feel like they've got so many different things going on and the process has to be really complicated. I'm here to tell you simplicity is where it's at, especially if you were just starting out. And I will tell you a little secret too. Most businesses, the bigger ones that have grown and have all these offerings going on, they started out simple, perfected that process, and then created another simple process, perfected that, and then created another. So while it looks like there's a bunch of stuff going on, it's really many different simple processes. So I want you to really think about where can you simplify in your business, because the more complicated it gets, the harder it is to fix, the harder it is to pivot, the harder it is to actually know and understand the data so you know what's working and what's not. So three areas that I'm going to talk to you about today are simplifying your technology, simplifying your marketing, and then simplifying your onboarding process so that when people find you, they can jump in right into that pipeline and give you their money. So let's get started. Your technology. I have so many conversations about technology. Some of my friends and I who are also business owners, we go back and forth. What is this new thing? Did you know now that on Instagram, you can have an autoresponder? What's the best course platform? What about email? All of that stuff. There are so many different options to choose from. And some are a little bit better than others, but really find one that is going to do what you need it to do and start there. Don't spend days upon days researching the perfect platform. Figure out before you even get started what you need. Make your list. Maybe you need, um, I don't know, integrations so that your email can integrate with your CRM system. Maybe you need something that you can look at on all of your devices. So for me, I use Dropbox because I can use Dropbox like a shared drive. I have a desktop computer that I love. I have a laptop that recently died. And then when I had to get another laptop, I was able to just download the Dropbox app and I could see all of my files in there. Pick a system that you think is going to work and really think about how it partners with other systems. So I'll give you an example. Um, My courses are hosted on a platform called Kartra. 
I like Kartra, even though it is a little bit clunky and the learning curve is pretty steep, but I choose to stick with Kartra because it's one flat rate for the year, depending on the membership that you have. And it has landing pages. It has email. It has CRM. That's the client relationship manager where you can tag different people depending on how they come into your system. So if you've downloaded my checklist, you have a little tag next to your name that says checklist. If you have subscribed to my business chats email newsletter, then you have a tag next to your name for that. That's what a CRM does. It allows you to segment the people in your database so you know how to correspond with them. What else? I said landing pages, email, CRM. Um, it's a payment, has a payment processor, integrates with the payment processor really simply there. And oh, I can also host my website. Now, all of these five pieces that I just listed can be done individually by different platforms. But for me, I had tried other platforms in the past. For me, Kartra was like a godsend because I could do my landing pages, my payment processing, my CRM all in one place. I don't have to worry about how they all connect and talk to each other because it's under one house. Now, a really good friend of mine, um, she uses Kajabi and she is always trying to get me to go to Kajabi's better. Kajabi's better. It's easier to build and all that stuff. But guess what? That, that may be true. I think Kajabi sometimes a little bit more user-friendly on building out your landing pages and maybe creating your course memberships. But also, if from what I understand of her process with Kajabi, then I have to have a separate email provider or email list, you know, sender, like um, uh, ConvertKit or something like that, right? Then I need to have a different CRM so I can tag people. And then I need to integrate a payment processor. And so it's it's the same thing, but broken into different parts. That may really work for you. But for me, I suggest trying to simplify as much as possible, especially if you are going to be creating, depending on what the business is, if you're going to be creating courses and things like that, try and find something that can do everything that you need. So you don't have to integrate a landing page with another thing and then another thing and then another thing. And that makes it really easy for me. So if I need help, I can go into the Kartra Facebook group and ask a question. I can also go to tech support with Kartra. And because it's all in one platform, they know how to answer any question that I may have. Another thing about technology that I really like, I just switched to Google Workspaces, which used to be G Suite. So I have had my email, my website, and my email hosted in different places throughout my business career. And I have used Google Docs or or like the, you know, the free version of Google. I created a business email address there so that I can share documents back and forth. But because I had my email with one thing and then used a separate email address for Google, even though I could send stuff out, when people would try and add me to their Google Doc or share information with me, they would send it to my Asha at the Wilkerson Law Office address, but then I would have to request access with my Gmail address. But now that I have switched and now that um, Google Workspaces or Google hosts my web, my domain doesn't host it. it, it has the domain for my website. And then now that I'm using Google Workspaces for my email, now my Asha at the Wilkerson Law Office automatically gives me access to the Google Documents and the Google Suite. It's kind of a pain in the butt right now, honestly, to transfer everything from my old Gmail address into my new one. And Google also is a little bit more expensive for the email accounts. I'm paying like $12 a month uh, for the year for one of my email addresses. 
Whereas before I had two email addresses with another place and it was $96 for the year. So that was much cheaper. But then the headache came when I would have to use two different email addresses to be able to access the Google suite, right? So one isn't necessarily, well, I'll take that back. I was going to say one isn't necessarily better than the other, but even I think that the right move for me was to switch to the Google workspaces because now everything integrates seamlessly and I'm paying a little bit more, but the time that I'm saving between just making sure that I'm using the right email address is worth it for me. So Google workspaces might be a good option for you. You might also like something else. I'm not telling you what is right or wrong, but I'm encouraging you to think about how you can seamlessly streamline your technology so you don't have to go to all of these different places to get what you need done. Okay, so think about that. Let's see. Also, when you're first starting out, think about going as low tech as possible. It's really, really tempting to get all the bells and whistles when you're first starting out, but find something that fits your needs right now that has an option to upgrade so you can grow into that. Make it really simple. Don't bite off more than you can chew. Keep your expenses low and get everything that you need and want, but get really truly what you need not what you don't have a need for yet, because then you're just spending more money trying to figure out how to do all these things and it's not necessary for your business. So keep your technology simple, streamline as much as possible. In my humble opinion, if you can find a suite that gives you access to different things, do that like a Google Workspaces or like a Kartra, or I'm sure there are some other things out there that work just as well. Moving into your marketing now. Marketing is also an area that can become really complicated, but I suggest keeping it as simple as possible. Again, especially when you're first starting out. Now, full moment of transparency, I still struggle with keeping it simple. Just going to be honest with you. I still struggle with wanting to show up everywhere. And I keep telling myself, Asha, do one thing and do it really, really well show up on Instagram and show up really, really well on Instagram. But what I have decided for myself that my main marketing channel is going to be this podcast. Thank you all for listening to this podcast. You're exactly where I want you to be. Um, So on Instagram, I am using Instagram to get leads to listen to my podcast. On my podcast, I am going to tell you to down, I'm going to have a call, um, what is it called? A call to action for you to get on my email list. So my call to action right now is to download my new business checklist. Go to www.transcendthemembership.com slash checklist to download the new business checklist. You get the checklist that I've created for new business owners, and then I get your email address. So then your email moves into my email marketing, and then I can send you regular updates. I can nurture that sequence with you. And then for the people who want to use my services later on, I've already built up a relationship and a rapport so that when I say, hey, the membership community is opening back up, you already have had enough contact with me that you know and trust me and like me and you're more apt to being willing to sign up because you know a little bit about me, right? Before I used to think that or not even just used to think, but before I was trying to, you know, get people to sign up to my email from Instagram and then also asking them the same thing on Facebook and then also uh, doing it live and in person and then showing up on LinkedIn, right? That is, I'm here to tell you that's a lot because you can't write the same way for each platform. So in order to simplify that stream, my, my funnel is this. 
on Instagram and on LinkedIn and on Facebook, but mostly on Instagram, I'm pointing you to my podcast. The podcast then gives you tidbits and information. And at the end of the podcast, I will make you know a call to action that says, download this checklist or sign up for this workshop or whatever it is that I want that moves you to the email list. And then in the email list, we're having a conversation, cultivating our relationship. And so any sales that I need to do are going to come from the email list. That means that I can get really good at perfecting each of the things that I need to do in those parts. So if Instagram is not working to increase my leads, I can figure out different strategies to do to get you to move over to the podcast. If I've got a number of listeners to the podcast, but it it's not a proportionate amount who are now on my email list, then I know that I need to do a little bit something different for the call to action on my podcast. Now, if I've got a robust number of subscribers to my email list, but I'm not able to convert those subscribers into paying clients, then I need to know that I, then I will know that I need to fix something within that email list. So I hope that makes sense about why it's important to simplify and to think about what your pipeline is, because then when there's a problem, when you see that you've got 1,500 people over here, but it's only converting into 30 people buying your product, then you know that there's a disconnect between the number of subscribers you have and then how you are engaging with them and asking them to buy. And you can target that area to fix so it won't be overwhelming. Let me see if there is uh, anything else that I want to tell you about marketing. In my own personal experience, again, I told you in the beginning, I have to really fight to stay focused on what the pipeline is. You feel like, I feel like I need to be everywhere because you see so many things on social media, but maybe your pipeline isn't about social media. Maybe it's the referrals, the referral partners that you have. Maybe it's your past clients that are the ones who are referring you business. Maybe it's a billboard. Maybe it's doing workshops and presentations. Whatever that is, figure out where you want to show up and keep a simple, steady streamed, streamlined pipeline into the email list or into the process that you're going to use to sell to people and then to make some money. So I really, really hope that makes sense. Okay. Last thing we're going to talk about is onboarding. Simplify your onboarding process. Now, this really hit me a couple weeks ago, maybe a couple months ago. I'm always trying to pay attention to my health, frequently working out, Right now, I've got some gut health stuff going on, and I'm like at a loss, right? Um, and a couple months ago, I was really trying to increase my protein intake, and I've always been the person who who buys protein shakes, makes protein smoothies, things like that. And I would, you know, buy the protein powder and put a couple scoops into some water and add some stuff into it. But then I discovered Premier Protein, which is a already pre-mixed protein shake that you can buy from Costco or Amazon or directly from their website. And so I ordered some. And it was amazing to me how much more protein, how many more protein shakes I drank when they were pre-made than when I had to make them myself. Now, and I couldn't figure it out. I just thought it was so funny because it wasn't cumbersome to put two scoops of protein powder into eight ounces of water and shake it up and drink it. But it was so much easier to take a grab and go option and to put it in the car with me on the road. And then I could just toss the container in the recycling bin instead of having to bring it home and wash it and all that stuff. So I started thinking about that. What is that like for my customers who are trying to work with me? Do I have three steps for them where they got to get the container, get the protein shake, pour the protein shake into the cup and add some water? That's like four steps there. 
Or do I have a really nicely packaged, really simple grab and go option, click and go option where you can click the button and work with me and get all the information you need? I'm somewhere in between the two. I don't think it's as far as a four-step process, but it's certainly not a really simple grab and go. So I'm thinking about that now, and I want to share that with you too, right? As you are working with people, as you're trying to get them to buy for you or sign up for your services, how simple can you make it for your customer? Don't have them go back and forth with you a million times to get to a page to be able to click to pay you. Make it really, really simple. Automate your contracts when people are working with you. Put a payment link that goes right after they sign the contract. Put all of that stuff on automation and streamline the process so there are fewer barriers for them to actually click the button to get to work with you and to pay you what you were asking them to pay you. I keep thinking about, you know, gosh, some of these checkout processes on these websites where it's like a four step checkout process. Half the time I'm like, you know what? Forget it. It's too complicated. By the time, like the impulse to buy is already over, right? Or if you've tried to order something from a restaurant online and you got to click this menu and click that. And like, I don't, I was ordering something the other day, yesterday, and I looked at the item, but I couldn't order. I couldn't click on that item and add it to the cart. I had to go add it to the cart from another area. Those things may not seem like a big deal as you are designing your process, but they are certainly a big deal to the person, to the user that you are trying to make contact with. And it's because if there's an extra step, if you can eliminate that extra step, it just goes by so much more quickly and is a great, great thing for you to have streamlined and automated in your business. So just think about that stuff. Like how can you make your grab and go protein shake product service that your clients don't have to think about? Do not make onboarding super complicated. Um, For other processes like you know, not not in line with onboarding, but even for my podcast. I meet with my podcast producer once a month. We talk about the upcoming episodes. I know what episodes I need to record, what guests I need to have on my podcast. And then it automatically, the recordings automatically go into a folder where her team picks them up and does what they need to do. They have their process. And then the, the finished products come back to me. And then my VA goes in there and sets them up to run on social It could be much more complicated than that, but we have worked out a streamlined process where I know what I need to do. Noelia knows what she needs to do. My VHS knows what she needs to do. And then we are making progress quick and easy. And we don't really have to think about it. We know exactly what our parts are and you get the end result like listening to this podcast right now. All right. So those are my tips for you for streamlining your your business, simplifying your businesses so that you can grow your businesses. And again, it's thinking about streamlining your technology. You don't need every piece of technology under the sun. And when you do purchase some technology, really think about what integrates seamlessly with what you've already got going on. Your tech suite should be seamless and it should integrate with everything that you need to do. Your marketing, simplify your marketing, make a really simple marketing funnel so you know exactly what's working and what's not. Before you start to market or expand your channels for marketing, get your first one working like magic, right? Make it sweet, make it like gold where you know that it's working before you add something else. So then you can apply what is working from the first one to the next one and make the tweaks that are important for that new channel. And the last thing again is to streamline your onboarding process. Make the barriers as minimal as possible 
to get people to pay you or make it easy for people to pay you. Make it an enjoyable process. Set up the emails so they run automatically. Set up your contracts so they go automatically. Set up your payment links so it goes automatically. You don't want to be the one. You don't want your client to be waiting on you to give them the link that they need to be able to buy the service or the product from you. Make it simple. And if you need help with that, find somebody who can help you. That is it. That is what I have for you today. My call to action, as I told you it was going to be, is for you to download the new business checklist. If you are a new business owner and you're, you're trying to figure out what to do next, you started this business, you're, pro- you're working, you know, do you need an LLC? What technology do you need? Gosh, do you have to open up bank accounts? I've got a great uh, 10-point checklist for you that you can download at transcendthemembership.com slash checklist. Go on over there and uh, take a look. Check it out. Let me know what you think. If you have questions for me, I want you to hit me up on Instagram. Leave me a question over there and I will answer it for you here on this podcast or on an Instagram video. My Instagram handle is Asha Wilkerson ESQ. All right. Take care and have a wonderful day. See you next week. Hey family, I am so thankful that you are here listening to Transcend the Podcast and I just want to make sure you know the best way to stay in contact with me and that's through joining my email newsletter. So please head on over to the wilkersonlawoffice.com slash newsletter and join the list. I will tell you everything over there from what my offerings are to bits and pieces of information about how to grow and scale your business to self-coaching all the way to giving you updates on what the new podcast episode is. So don't hesitate. Go do it now. The wilkersonlawoffice.com slash newsletter. Thanks.